Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 89. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Today, we're going to be talking about... I am. You looked at me like I'm not. (laughs) You are Stephanie Ravenscraft. I thought so. I was just looking at you because I couldn't hear you for a minute, but I think it's all good. All right. Anyway, I'll just let the music finish. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, I think. All right. Well, you start us off. You said you had a story. I I do have a story, and I'm so excited to share my story. And within my story, I think you'll find, you can find the title of this episode if you want. But I couldn't say it before because it would give away my story. Oh, okay. Well, I'm listening. You following along? Okay. So everyone knows that Cliff and I have made like great strides this year in our health and fitness. Mm -hmm. It's become a very high priority. And um, great things are happening because of it. You know, like we're burning a lot of fat. Yes, we are. And um, anyway, on Monday, Monday night, we went to a Christmas party for leaders in our church. Yes. And there was a white elephant gift. Oh, okay. In my white elephant gift, in mine, I'm not talking about what you're thinking. Oh, okay. About. I was no. going to say, no. it's like, I, I don't know that that's going to be the best fa- title no. for Family from the Heart. In my, um, I had th- this really funky looking um, plant, plantern, anyway, that you put a plant in. It's a pot. It's plant pot. <laughs> Stephanie got some pot for Christmas. <laughs> Clearly, and you can tell because I can't put my words together. Stephanie got some pot. I got a a plant pot. You you know the terracotta. You got a potter. potter. (laughs) I got a potter. (laughs) And you're making fun of me. They know what I'm talking about. I believe that they know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So um, it was it was really funky looking, but our daughter loves it. Yes, Um, absolutely loves it. Inside, that's what I was thinking. Yes, inside was a ten dollar gift card to Target. Okay. Okay. So my daughter got the, the, the planner. I got the gift card. Okay. Right. So I went to Target today after I took McKenna to school and um, was looking around. What am I going to do? It's, it's $10. There's not a lot you can do with $10, but you can, you know, look at new jeans and think, wow, well, if I only buy these, it'll only be $15 because I got a $10 gift card. Okay. Okay. So I was just playing around. I, I really, I was just playing around. All right. And um, saw these jeans that I liked. And I thought, well, I'm going to try them on in this size. Not thinking that they would fit. Right. And I also took the, the next size up just in case. Okay? okay. Just in case. But I tried on the smaller size first. Okay. And um, they slid on. You had to do a little jiggle. You had to do a little jiggle. You had to do a little jiggle, but they slid on. They buttoned. And they zipped. Yeah. And they're a size six. That is awesome. Now, this is a big deal to me because because I remember specifically buying a pair of jeans probably like three years ago that were, um, actually, I'm pretty sure it was three years ago because it was like the first pair of jeans that I have had bought um, after coming out of maternity clothes and that 
I felt like my body was finally starting to go back to what would be normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember going and I ha- I bought them from Lane Bryant, which um, in the states is a plus size a plus size store. And um, so anyway, but I went and and I remember saying to Sarah, "I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable here." I went into a store. Granted, it's a plus size store, but I bought the smallest size instead of the largest size, you know, and that was a big deal for me. Yeah. That was a really big deal for me. But I specifically remember saying to Sarah and saying to you, I love these jeans. I, I am, I'm happy here. I'm comfortable here. I could stay this way forever. Yeah. But clearly somewhere deep inside of me, I wasn't happy and I wasn't comfortable. Right. Because today I bought a size six pair of jeans. That is awesome. I bought a size six. Congratulations. So, size six can be the title of this episode. Actually, I've already titled it. Have you? This is episode 89, Family from the Heart, and it's titled When Things Fit. When Things Fit. You know, it just, um, but but when, I, so the first thing I did when I got in the car was um, I called Sarah. Nice. <laughs> and um, because I knew I was going to share the story here, so I didn't want to tell you beforehand. And anyway. I understand. So I called Sarah and I was like, it was such a big moment for me because I remember saying, I am, I am, I remember saying, I remember that feeling and saying, I'm happy here. I like these jeans. I don't care. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I threw them away a long time ago, but, um, or rather I gave them away. Um, it was a big deal for me and coming out, like if I look at who I was last December, it's it's really not the same person, and it has nothing to do with the sixty plus pounds that I've lost. Right. Um. And and I've said I said many I've said many times on many different podcasts, and I don't know where it all fits in, but um, I grew up surrounded by heavy people. Mm-hmm. Everyone in my family, um, on my dad's side, which is where I grew up. I grew I lived with my dad, and you know visited my mom, but um. They're all overweight. And they're, I just thought that that's how it was supposed to be. Or that that's the, or was that in that your was, genetics, you know? Right. Because I was told in one breath, you're just like your dad, or you're just like your aunt, or you're just, and so I just, you know, from a very early age, internalized that that's what, that's how I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was turning 30 and couldn't breathe that I decided I didn't want to be like that. Yeah. And started to do something about it. And today, by golly, I bought a size six pair of jeans. That is awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. That is awesome. I am so excited for you. Thanks. I have... I have not yet bought myself a new pair of jeans. Although I'm rather, I'm tired of looking at you in those hideous pants. So I'm pretty sure we are going to buy you a pair of jeans. Yeah. You're going to have to have like one in between pair. Okay. And you can wear them until they're wrapping around you four times. That's but. fine. I, I'm I'm ready for a new pair of jeans because it, it's getting pretty <laughs> it's bad. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like I've, I mean. It, yeah. Well, it's just there. Two of me could fit in these jeans now. Literally, literally. I mean, right. I'm not just. That's not just like no. exaggerating, which sometimes I'm prone to do. Right. But no, th- this is. Uh, you know, uh, I never liked those jeans to begin with. Why? I don't know. They're it's just the, jeans. The, but it's like the style. No, they're not just jeans. There's. <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as just jeans. Uh, and to, if okay. you were a girl, you would know that. Yeah. But um. Thankfully, I'm not. Thankfully, you're not. <laughs> and. Yeah, so I never liked them anyway, and now that they're like extra super baggy, I really, really dislike them. Mm-hmm. We might have to visit the Gap Outlet. 
Okay. Because if they're just your in-between jeans, there's no reason that it can't be a $10 pair of jeans, right? I'm fine with whatever you decide, babe. All right. So anyway, you, you take so me, excited. I, I had I had to share that, that story with you. That is awesome. I still have to hem them <laughs> because I can lose all the weight in the world that I want to, but I'm not going to grow any taller. <laughs> you need to stretch. You need to... You know, if it was only that easy. Yeah. If it was only that easy. Well, that is that is very exciting, and you know, I, I know that it's it's been a long journey, and this is a very difficult time of year for folks who it are is. trying to get physically healthy and and stuff. And I just want to say that I encourage people not to give up. You know, have have you been trying to live a more balanced life, and have you been trying to? Um, you know, watch what you're eating and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're, you're faced with these holiday parties and you make a mistake and you eat more breadsticks than you should. And your mother-in-law brings over these <laughs> God forsaken stuff, you know, that she baked up yeah. in her kitchen and you know your doesn't son. want to send to her, her, her daughter in Washington, but it, sure enough, she'll send it over to the Ravenscraft household. Not that I'm bitter or anything. And that you, you really could listen to the entire. I'm just. It was a. Jo- I'm, I know. I was building up to a joke. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted your joke. <laughs> yeah, you're sorry that you interrupted my joke. <laughs> but if you if you want to hear the full story, go to episode number 445 of Pursuing a Balanced Life, <laughs> which is, by the way, uh, uh, most it was is titled the most unbalanced week ever. Or, or was, was it? it? I know. And so uh, I know the titles. I just don't. It's really to funny if you've never heard of a, a, of a walk cast that I've done. This is where I'm walking through the neighborhood and talking at the same time. Right. You should listen to episode 445. Uh, there's one point where I just like pull the recorder away right, and I scream as loud as I can. Is it's it's kind of funny. But anyway. But in my mom's defense. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna you know. Since you went out and shared it to the you, world, you, if you defend her, then I'm going to continue to say my other thoughts on the story. That's fine. Okay, go ahead. Defend. I'm defending the fact that she said she didn't want to mail it to Samantha and her husband, John. Because? Because that they were trying really hard to lose weight. <gasps> yeah. Here's the thing. Seems to me. Well, you shut up and let me finish. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. In my mom's defense of that thought and that statement, which, yes, makes no sense. I agree with okay, you. I'm okay. I'm glad that you agree with me there. They haven't. They. They have not been successful in there. I think she's thinking that we have more control, more discipline. And we've, I mean, we've shown that because we've lost a lot of weight. Okay. 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 And we have three kids who can eat the sweet stuff. Okay. All right. So for anybody out there, note to yourselves, if you happen to be a mother-in-law and you happen to have that kind of thinking, Please do not assume that because your daughter and son-in-law have successfully lost a great deal of weight that they have mastered control over sweets because they have not. Well, maybe possibly haven't because I haven't. Okay. And having sweets in the house sabotage me. Not that no. she not that mm. she, not that it's her fault. Mm-hmm. No, no, it sabotages me to continue to have the stuff in the house. It does because I and, and I, I understand it's something I and maybe maybe it maybe she's what she's done is helping me because I need to I need to overcome it. But I will tell you that the, 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 the thinking is just assuming, well, Cliff and Stephanie's lost a lot of weight. Well, they didn't lose a lot of weight by having a bunch of junk food in the house. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's I like, know that. 
You know, it, it, to just assume that I am, you know, that we have it conquered. So just go to her and say, I you did. know, did you ask oh, wait, her no, not I, to bring any back? No, no you're I just didn't. publicly. Mm. Mm. Just go to her and say, you know, Lori, it, it was very nice of you. I know that you, nice. I know that you made those treats in love, <laughs> but can you love your other kids a little bit more and love us a little bit less? Yeah. That, I mean, that's all you need to say. I know. Okay. She understands. I mean, she's I not. Know. I know. Okay. I, I, it, it, part of it was hey, just to be a joke. I mean, you got it on the mother. You got it pretty good <laughs> I do. on that side of the I, mother-in-law. I do. You know. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that fact at all. I, I. I love Lori. I really do. And and it, and I gave her a really heartfelt little message if she uh-huh. ever heard my public yeah. little this this Your public but, little tirade that yeah. you went off on. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, am I being passive aggressive in it? Am I sh- yep. should I go and talk to her? Yep. Absolutely. You know, obviously this is something that's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> but uh, how hilarious it is! Hilarious. But but I seriously though, I, my encouragement is to those who are out there who are like me struggling mm-hmm. through this holiday se- season when you go to these parties and they have n- no real healthy options they don't. and the and it's just and and I don't know about you guys but for me uh and, and I've said this several times for me you, you listen to this podcast you hear Cliff go outgoing. You hear Cliff talking with individuals and and stuff like that, having co-hosts and having these very passionate discussions. And you may assume that Cliff's an extrovert, that he's this guy that is the life of the party and and right. and is strumming up conversations left and right. It is the furthest thing from the truth. You put me behind a microphone where where I know the people who are interested in hearing what I have to say about what I want to talk about. Then that's great because when it comes to my passions, I'm passionate about them. You know, uh, I, I'd much rather speak, I'd much rather get in, a fr- in front of 20,000 people and just speak to those people about whatever topic I'm passionate about. I, in fact, I love public speaking. And in 2010, I'm, I'm hoping to get on a public speaking circuit. But you put me in a situation where we were the other night. All right. And, and by mm-hmm. the way, we went to a, a, a leadership um, Christmas party for our church. Some church leaders in our church got together at our pastor's home Christmas party. All right. First of all, the main focus of the Christmas party in uh, all these parties seems to be revolved around the fact that there's either going to be dinner or snacks and, and all this other goodies and stuff left out. Um, but I'll be honest with you. There are maybe three or four people that I feel really closely connected to there, my wife being already one of them, um, our pastor, what? We just got to take her on childcare. Who is it? Lee. Oh. Jeff and Lee are in town. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I told you Twitter would work. <laughs> I didn't think hilarious. about that. I didn't think about that. So um, anyway, what was I saying? So... So we're at this Christmas party. There's our pastor um, and you. Those are the two people that I would feel comfortable just sparking up any conversation <laughs> at all. Right. Now, there, there were some other folks out there that, um, that I know somewhat well and I'm somewhat comfortable with. But here's the situation. You know, little clusters of people, some people at the dining room table, which, by the way, by the time I had grabbed my food, 
you were sitting down at the table and somebody had already sent, sat to your right and all the other chairs were taken out and then somebody had already sat to your left. So you were at a table with a lot of people and there was lots of great conversation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, our pastor, the other person that I would feel comfortable just having some casual, he was already at another place, another table, full, having lots of conversation. And some other people were standing up milling around, people I don't know very well, and they were talking about sports. Uh, and then there were some ladies in another room and they were talking about the, the, you know, thing. And so what do I, what am I doing? I am feeling like a fish out of water. I feel completely and utterly out of place. And, and I'm, I don't, there's no place for me to go to sit. There's no place for me to stand where I don't look like I'm just alone. And so what do I do? I compensate by picking up a breadstick. And another breadstick. Oh, you had breadsticks before anybody was sitting down. Well. Don't know. <laughs> you were eating breadsticks but, before I even made my plate. But what, what I'm saying, though, is that it, it was a, it's a very difficult. Is that even not, in our 30s, even that we've already lost a great amount of weight, you still struggle with control. You still I try st- to emotionally eat. I do. I know. And and, and so what I'm saying, though, is is that um, it. And is is that it, it's it's difficult, you know, when, to think that man, you've made it this far, and you you were on this. I mean, you were just unstoppable, seemingly unstoppable. Unstop. I mean, I, I was on this. I was on a on a. I was in the you zone. Were on a roll. I was on a roll. I was on the roll. You were on a breadstick. I was on a breadstick. <laughs> <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, you know, just just a break in the ro- routine kind of threw me off. And I tell you, there is the there is this. You're not men- very good at just like rolling with the punches. You, you're. I know. Once your routine gets broken, it, it's very difficult for you to get. It is. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, there's. I know I'm not the only person like this, and I I want to encourage you. If you are stuck in that place, do me a favor and listen to episode 445 of PABL Pursuing a Balanced Life, and just go to pursuingabalancedlife.com and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Because I hope that it will encourage you not to give up. And you know what? Christmas is next week. And you know what? I'm, there's no doubt that I'm going to be in some places where there's going to be plenty of salty, uh, high-calorie snacks that I am going to totally, totally be enticed with. I mean, a big bowl of you know salty chips and unlimited access to Diet Coke yeah, not a good, not a great thing. Well, here's the thing. I love that because last night you even said something yeah. like, um, how, did, right. how did you say it? You're like, you know me, not a fan of the sweets. And here you are stealing all my sweets out of the, because I'm a fan of the sweets. <laughs> I know you are. And um, Cliff had them eight before. <laughs> he done ate them all. I did not eat all of them. You brought in a I bag know. of Hershey Kisses and threw Which them in the Which I put in the freezer because I'm the only one who likes them yeah. frozen. Yeah. And, um, right. you know, if you say you don't like them frozen, then by golly, don't eat them frozen. But um, I'm... So anyway, you're like, I'm not a fan of the sweets. Right. And then here you're like... I, well, mm, it, I'm, a f- I'm eating all this. Yeah, I'm like, are you I, eating them all so that they're not in the house for longer? That's, or? That's, well, here, here's the here. You want to hear how messed up my mind can be on not this? Not really, but you're going to share anyway. Right. So, so here I am. You know, I'm thinking, okay, my calorie intake. I want to limit myself to, uh, let's say, 1,400 calories total net, and that includes, you know, working out, and I can eat more than that and stuff, and blah blah blah. But all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so I, I'm, I'm like. 
300 calories over and I need to go for a walk. But um, I've been, I have this obligation to go and do this. And then I've got this going on and I stayed up late and I've got this and, and there's just no way I'm going to get out for my walk. I'm already 300 calories over. So, so then why not have another one? Why not have another one? And then it's like, okay, well, <laughs> there's a part of me. You like, didn't eat those cookies that were from Matt's class, did you? No. Okay. No, but man, were they tempted. Hey, I closed them up. I know you did. I opened them, smelled them, and then put them away. <laughs> but Sometimes I, but smelling I, things will help me. But I ended up grabbing that bag of those that cereal stuff covered with all yeah. those things in the walnut. I ate like almost all of that last No, because it was almost gone. Well, I mean, I probably had about Do you leave 400. like three pieces in the... Yes. I love when you... Yeah. Well, <laughs> heavy on the sarcasm here. I love when you do that, you know? <laughs> Megan puts the empty milk back in the fridge yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the deal. It's difficult. It is difficult. Stay the course. But I am not giving up. Yeah. I am not giving up. I have at least three, four, maybe five other things that are going to happen within the next 10 days mm-hmm. that is going to give me unlimited access, practically unlimited access to all the foods that are all my weaknesses. You know? And... I'm going to commit to you guys and, and, and ask me, you know, in two weeks from now how this turned out. Uh, and, and I'm going to have to tell you. And, and I want to be able to tell you that, you know what, um, before that Christmas party, it may not be a bad idea for me to grab a bowl, put, some, put a half a cup of oatmeal and a cup of water in the, and put it in the microwave and fix myself. I was gonna travel and, with oatmeal. I, and fix myself some oatmeal and eat that right before I go, and also to take a banana with me. Right. And 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 to hope that just the fact that I am satisfied will keep me from from, from eating from eating. I it's tough. It and is it's tough. And and here's the thing, I, I don't want all of this stuff to be about. You know, I don't want it to be about depriving myself. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, uh, uh, you know, having a handful, a, a handful of Hershey Kisses or a handful of chips. Or, a hand- but my thing is, is I, what I struggle with, and it's not that you I struggle with the handful. I struggle with a handful of chips. When I, I mean, my thing is, I used to eat bag. a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. And when I say a bag, I'm not talking about the 99 cent bag. I'm talking about the one that, you know, probably these days. Exactly. I'm talking about that bag. I used to eat that. I mean, that, and so, yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So, so what has made me successful, you know, is, is changing my environment. That's what, that's where a lot of the success has come in. Not, it's not in depriving myself, but it's been changing the environment. Now, there have been snacks in our home. Mm-hmm. And when I am maintaining going to bed in, during the evening, when I maintain getting up in the morning and getting my physical activity in and, and all those things, it is much easier for me to exercise control. But there are times when life gets a little bit busier than others and you occasionally will have to stay up late and you may occasionally have to, you know, skip a workout. It, I, I need to get to that place where I can say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to work out today. But because of that, I'm not going to because I'm not going to work out. I'm not going. I'm do not this. going to be able to have that extra snack right. that I I enjoy right. having, and that's where I'm really struggling. I understand. I do. So, if anybody's thinking about sending us treats Please for Christmas, do. I will hide them. <laughs> nice. 
All right. <laughs> I'm a little. <sighs> I, think I'm, I just think I'm a little bit farther on the control. Hmm. What did you say? <laughs> what? Yeah, I just said. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This I said, is a great you're question. looking mighty cute today. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, what did you just say? And then I'll read what James said in the I said, I think I'm a little farther on control uh-huh. than you. Not that I don't still struggle with it. Right. But you know what I'll find myself doing is be like, okay, well, I can't have that because I can't have that now because I need to work out or whatever it is. Or, you know, I'm so close to my calories that won't fit in. So I'm not going to have it. And then I don't have it for days. And then you come along and eat it. And then I'm like, why did you eat my ice cream? Because you did. You ate my ice cream a few weeks ago. I know. Why did you eat my ice cream? I, w- I was coming back for that <laughs> when I had enough calories. Right. <laughs> but it was gone. Right. Yeah. So so there is, a, there is a question here. And it's a good question. So James asked in the chat room. He says, but here's the question for Cliff. Would you have, e- would you have eaten what you ate la- uh, Monday night had you been sitting at the table with Stephanie or your pastor? And my answer to your question is I would have ate everything that I had already eaten prior to sitting down when I was already uncomfortable, you know, just walking in. Uh, but I will tell you, had I set and I, this isn't to make Stephanie feel guilty or anything like that. This is this was just the way it worked out. But had I sat down next to Stephanie or had I been able to had, uh, you know, the seat at the table with Chad, I do know that I would have ate a lot less than I did. And the reason why is because I would have been able to. Uh, have two people who, if if they knew that I weren't participating in conversations, they would know how to throw up, uh, you know, to throw a softball at me, so that they would give me something to aim and hit for for conversation. Because they, that that's the real issue. The problem the problem that I have is that my interests are not are not general interests, right? You know that I'm not going to be able to sit and talk to you about sports. I mean. Uh, I, I'm there. I know nothing about sports. I mean, I know enough just to to be able to watch it. If I go to a game live, I know how you know what a what a goal is and what a you know a foul ball is, and that there's you know four touchdown four downs, and you can get a first down if you convert and blah blah blah. And it, I know enough about that. But as far as a team and stats and names of people, none of that. I mean, I just don't have that. I just don't have that the sports gene, right? But so I feel like a fish out of water. And when I feel like a fish out of water, I, I find something to make me feel comfortable. And unfortunately, it's still food. And that, that's not healthy. And that's something that in this pursuit of a balanced life, I've not conquered yet. And it's something I still struggle with. Okay. So. So on a better note. Yes. Um, <laughs> on a better note. We had. Was it two nights ago? Yeah. So what was what Tuesday night? Uh-huh. Um, we watched Evan Almighty. For the mm-hmm. first time with Steve Carell. Amazing and movie. Welcome to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing movie. I'm sorry. It's like, ah, oh, okay. I'm in this one. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I was trying to keep on going, but you made your entrance like so. Oh, my gosh. That- Folks, you <laughs> got to see this movie. I ha- How did we not see this movie? I think it was just a matter of timing. It that, must you know, have been. It was. Well, here, who, 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 Jim Carrey was in the first one. Is that yes. right? Jim so, Carrey and, and Jennifer and, Aniston. Uh, okay, the first one was okay. I, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. The first movie was decent. Right. All right. And so when the second one came around, I'm not, I'm not like a. I, I like Steve Carell. I think he's kind of funny. He is funny. But he's not like one of those guys that it's like I have to see every movie that Steve Carell's ever right. in. 
Um, and Jim Carrey, he kind of is the same in every movie for me when he's com- when yes. he's doing his comedy. And so I wasn't overly impressed with what's the what was the name of the book? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Mm-hmm. So Bruce. And so when we missed Evan Almighty, it wasn't like the biggest thing. But it's like, I want to see that. Right. Folks, if you haven't seen Evan Almighty, go see now, the it, movie. It got really bad reviews. Really? Which, yeah. Um, but I can see that. Oh, yeah. This isn't this isn't it's, your blockbuster comedy. Right. No, right. not at all. But um, here, one of my favorite things about the movie, um, obviously, it's a movie about this man who God calls to build an ark and he, yep. everything that happens. <laughs> Don't listen to Cliff. It was awful, Richard says. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> okay. Um and and I I agree I, that it has to be you have to either love it or hate it. Yeah, it, it really. Yeah, there is no in between with mm-hmm. this movie. But um, one of my favorite parts in the movie, okay, is Evan's um, wife has just left with his two kids because she thinks he's utterly crazy, and so he's standing in the he's standing in the yard watching them drive away, and he kind of like looks up to the sky and he goes, I know. Everything you do, you do because you love me. And then he gets sprayed in the face with the sprinkler. Yes. And I'm like, sometimes it feels like that. Yes. Sometimes life really does feel like that. Yeah. How you're just, you're trudging along because you're like, okay, everything has a purpose. Um, God won't give me more than I can handle. And and sometimes it just feels like you're being sprayed in the face with water. Yes. You know? And so I, I, I love that part. I did. I love that part. I I the, the, it, I really enjoyed this movie, and and you know I will say that it was um, it was a good family movie. It was. We watched it together as a family, and for a family movie, that's what I think this is. You know, hey, see this. You know, because the kids laughed hilariously. <laughs> they, they they really enjoyed they it. got a they kick did. out of it. Um, it was something that was clean enough for our family to sit down and really enjoy. Right. And it had a great element of faith to it. It did. You know, it really did. I mean, you talked about it, but and we're not going to tell you everything that happens in the movie. Uh, but go go see this movie right. and judge for yourself. You, you know, if, if you don't like it, you, you haven't really wasted a lot of money. I think you could probably pick it up at the local video store with right. no problem at all. But um, well, they're showing it on TV. We we. We DVR'd it. Um, Does family movie equal infantile? Um, I don't understand. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I would I would have enjoyed the movie had it not been a family. I w- if this was a right. date night movie, I would have went and I would have right. enjoyed it. It wouldn't be something that I would have enjoyed spending um, a money out at the theaters to see. But renting it, bringing it home, and watching it just you and I, I would have enjoyed it just as much. Right. But I'm glad our kids got to enjoy no, it with I, us. As am I. Um, but I'm going to share one of my my, my other favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's something that I don't think I don't think people think about a lot. Okay. okay. Um. So the his wife is left, and she she's struggling with that decision. I mean, she really is struggling, and she's sitting in a diner, and um, Morgan Freeman, whom I adore as an actor um is playing god and you know he to her is just the bus boy at this diner right and um he says to her if someone prays for patience is god uh, gonna give them patience 
or is he going to give them an opportunity to exercise to exercise patience? If someone prays for their family to be closer, is God going to, you know, just give it warm and fuzzy feelings? Warm and fuzzy feelings, or is he going to give you the opportunity to work on something together? I love that, you know, and and the patience thing made me think about when I first had <laughs> when we first brought home Megan. <laughs> yes. Um it, it's never been any secret on any of our podcasts that Megan is a headstrong um some would call strong-willed child. Mhm. And um and I remember when she was little my mom would say to me all the time, "You are so patient." You have the most amazing patience and um, would always, always talk about my patience. And so that listening to him say that in that in that movie, in that instance and thinking about, well, wow, God sure did give me a child that would make me exercise my patience. You know, um, I don't know. It, I, I love that part. Yeah, it, I love that part. It was a great movie. I, I, I liked it a lot. So I did, too. So definitely, if you if you skip that movie and you have children, I, I think it'd be fun to sit down and, and watch it. And and it, I think it has, I think it was enough that goes in line with our principles and values that it just it just seems to it was yeah. it was an affirming movie. I, I I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it's not a theologically correct movie, but no. <laughs> but it was it was I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did. It was it was an it was a pleasant uh, movie night with the family. So. Really enjoyed it. In fact, I, I think I want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not like right away, right. but pro- sometime, sometime down the road. I think it'd be fun to sit and watch again. So I had another story, but now I forgot. That's okay. I, I don't remember what it well, was. I, I'll just just mention that I have another movie review. Yeah. If you have young children and you're looking for a Disney movie, um, there have been two Disney movies out. You know, we, we already talked about the Christmas Carol. Right. You know, Matt and I recorded a little thing. About that, and we said that you know, really, honestly, you don't want to take your little kids to it. It's a little spooky, right? I mean, I mean even Matt was flipped out about several things, uh-huh. you know, and hit his face a couple times. <laughs> well, he but talked he, about that, but he, yeah, he exactly. But he he does that for Dory and uh, and Finding <laughs> Nemo, so or no, the sharks, no, the sharks, and the girl with braces, and, and right, the the dentist's niece with braces, because yes. they always play that creepy music when the she psycho comes in. music. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I love that Richard says, uh, who said, give me patience, Lord, but just not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Or or how about give me patience, Lord, please now do it now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Um, Anyway, what was the other? Oh, the other movie, though, is. Well, you saw Disney's um, The Princess and the Frog. Right. Very good movie. Okay. Very good movie. I'll I'll just let you know if you are concerned about the fact that there might be voodoo in in a movie (laughs) in in a theme in the movie, then yeah, it's there. Uh, So if if that flips you out and and stuff like that, then then maybe you don't want this to be a family movie. But in the you know, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. We took I took all three kids to see the Princess and the Frog. They all three enjoyed it. All of us, all four of us enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it had some great music to it. It had, um, it, it, it was a different feel for a Disney movie. Okay. It was a much different feel. Now, um, if DG were here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Andy says, I don't mind voodoo as long as I'm not the doll. Exactly. Well, there, there's even a good message in there. You know, the, in the movie, there the, the bad guy in the movie uh, basically 
tried to uh, he uses these uh, you know the he 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 forms relationships with with individuals uh that are very um negative and stuff okay. like that and basically it, it's almost like the whole so, sell your soul to the devil kind of deal you know and and eventually you're going to get it caught up and you're going to be called in and right so, uh it, it it just i don't know it, it was a good movie but D, if dg were here he would tell you all about the technical aspects of why this movie is great because it goes back to the hand-drawn characters right. and and stuff like that it's not all digital not like digital. like right. pixar and stuff like that and but it was I I really enjoyed, um, yeah. Troy, Troy says the the bad guy is clearly bad. There's no mixed message for kids, so I I do want to clarify that. It although there there is the there is this you know uh, African American New Orleans um, uh, voodoo woman. Okay. Who I think there is a little bit of a mixed marriage a mixed message there. You know, she seems to be good and and stuff. So I, I you know, for those who who are a little bit more sensitive to that, there, I, I think that you, you probably would want to see it yourself okay. before you go and let your kids see it. But at the same time, I, I I didn't have any qualms about our kids seeing it, and it was great music, great story, and done extremely well. I I enjoyed the whole thing. Good. Yeah, and there was a couple times that I laughed really hard. Okay. Yeah. And now you and Megan also saw. Um was that a Disney? Was Old Dogs a Disney movie? Yes, it was. Yeah, you guys saw that movie, and um, neither of you liked it at all, right? Um, actually, Wasn't, no, none of us liked it. Well, Robin Williams, it was just you and Megan. But um, you you told me that it was beneath both of them. Yeah, John Travolta and Robin Williams. I thought with those two characters, this movie's got to be great. Right. All right. I have a lot of. I I may not. I might not like a lot of their st- stuff that they've been in, but as far as actors are concerned, mm-hmm. they've been around. These people are highly acclaimed. Oscar, I mean, they've won award after award after award. And I, I basically, uh, I, I saw this movie and it seemed like the movie dumb and dumber, which by the way, I think is a brilliant movie, right? But not for Robin Williams and John Travolta. Right. It was, it was, now I will tell you, I laughed five, six times, but it was the kind of laughter, laughter that did not require comedic genius. It was just, you know, you're going to laugh when somebody gets hit in the crotch with a golf ball. You know, it, 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 you, I mean, that's what makes YouTube Which so popular. I don't popular. really understand why, because if it was you, you wouldn't be laughing. No, exactly. And, and, and it's just the fact that you're laughing, it just doesn't happen to you, it happened to somebody else. It's really fun. But, um, but some of it was just so cheesy and it, and it was a movie that, you know what? It, it's been done a billion times. This story has been done a billion times and this one just added some elements of humor to it that, you know, it, it, I mean, you didn't need John Travolta and Robin Williams to be in this movie. It okay. could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. And this movie was, be- was beneath them. Mm-hmm. So in, if anything... Uh, there, there's another movie with Robin Williams in it that's in Redbox right now. Uh, Best Dad Ever. Yeah. Okay. Before seeing this movie, if I would have gone to Redbox and saw Best Dad Ever and 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 saw that um, uh, saw that Robin Williams was in it, I would have been interested in. He's like, I, I'd like to see that. That that probably, but but I'll be honest with you, the my desire to rent that movie to see it. Especially down. with him as a dad. Well, that's exactly what he was in Old Dogs and 
No, I, I, it, it basically it took John Travolta and Robin Williams and knocked them down a couple That's notches. Sad it, in my it mind is because and and I've always enjoyed them. Right. I mean, I really have. Not everything that they've done, but I've enjoyed them. Yeah. So that's my review of old dogs. I'm sorry. I still didn't remember the story I wanted to share. Okay. I was hoping I would, though. I'm sorry. This would be a perfect time to say thank you to Mardell.com. Always. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart and you get 10% off. And it's a great way to say thank you to them for sponsoring our podcast, Family from the Heart, and making so many things happen uh, in a wonderful way in our lives. So thank you for all of you who are purchasing from Mardell. And uh, Daryl sent me a link. He says, Cliff, I think you'll get a kick out of this. And let me see if I can find it real quick because I probably still have it right here. Uh, GSPN code. Um, he sent me an email. Says uh, He says, hey, Cliff, I thought you might get a kick out of this. And he just provides me a, a, mm-hmm. a link. And if you go to slickdeals.net, okay. slickdeals.net, and um, it's basically a forum where you can actually people post like it's like tremendous buy. Oh, my gosh. This is a great thing. Well, the subject line says Mardell Fisher Price Little People Nativity Set sings away in a major twenty seven dollars with code plus free shipping. All right. Mm-hmm. Get this. And so it says down here, obviously, it repeats the title. Uh, and they say, here's the link right here. And it takes them to it. It says description of items, celebrate, blah, blah, blah. It gives on the description. Mardell price, $34.99. Sale price, $29.99. There are two ways to qualify for free shipping. Free shipping on Android 24, 25 or more. Uh, free shipping, you can have it shipped to the store and pick it up. Use promo code GSPN for 10% off. No way. <laughs> so somebody who listens to our podcast That's went to funny. Slick Deals and told everybody in that forum to use promo code GSPN. That is funny. That is awesome. That is very cool. Sweet stuff. Uh, anyway, I really I really enjoyed that. That I did get a kick out of that. So anyway, thank you, Mardell.com. Absolutely. Always. So Christmas is coming up next week. Um, just want to let people know we are taking a week off from our yeah. live shows. I understand that, uh, you know, you may have been expecting us to record maybe the day early because I've done that before. But I, I'm going to take I am going to uh, I am going to take the week off. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say the week off, I'm saying a week off from live shows. I'll still be in the studio. I'll still be working except for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, I'll still be in the studio. What? Both. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, now yeah, you might well, say, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might, you might think, well, this door will be locked and I will have the key on Christmas <laughs> day. Oh yes. On Christmas day. Absolutely. I will because not be we'll, here. We'll go to a movie and we'll get our Chinese and we'll, yes, Christmas day. I will definitely, yeah. but Christmas Eve morning, I'm still going to be in the studio recording, but I'm going to probably stop around noon and I consider that to be a day off. Right. I don't think we have to be at your mom's. Until when I like, work from five to noon, and I stop at noon. In my opinion, I didn't work that day. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. I, I know that we, we talked about that last week, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Clearly, we have different opinions opinions on that. But okay. um, oh, Christmas Eve, I don't think we have to be at your mom's house until like six or something. So we'll still have plenty of time um, to hang out just just us before we have to be anywhere. Right. On Christmas Eve, if you work until noon, um, Christmas Day is ours. Yeah. No, we I, have not yeah. committed ourselves anywhere. Um, 
hey, we're not getting together with, with my siblings until Samantha gets home from Washington. Right. So that may be sometime in mid-January. <laughs> Goodness. So. But um, on yeah. Saturday, you can't work a whole day on Saturday either because we have to be at your dad's. So you need to mark that off. I don't need, I don't know what time we have to be there, but. If that's, is that the. So 26th. Let me just make sure on my calendar. Before I forget and you like, you know, schedule. I have it blocked out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there, perfect. Yep, that one's blocked out. Um, so anyway, so we, we have Christmas coming up. It's going to be a busy week. We have, if for those of you who don't know, um, Jay Pan, Panhorse is in the chat room. He's yeah. absolutely right. He says, listen, when your work is your passion, it does not feel like work. I get that. And it, and it, and it is absolutely true. But at the same time, I do. <laughs> I do. My family is my passion. <laughs> <laughs> but my housework... <laughs> Okay. Is my work. So mine is a little split. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're looking forward to taking, uh, I'm looking forward to taking a week off of the live show schedule just so that I can kind of recuperate from really what has been a very busy time in my life recently. Uh, some amazing things have happened. And uh, we will be back on the 31st. Right. Okay, and the 31st, of course, being New Year's Eve, I'm not going to be doing a 24-hour podcast marathon. I decide, I determined that that would not be the best thing to do in pursuit of a balanced life. Although, uh, we will be recording mm-hmm. and have plenty of things to record that day. And it will be a celebration because it will celebrate the end of two years of doing this full-time. And also, yesterday, if you guys don't know this, yesterday marked four years I know. in podcasting. For GSPN. So, Insane. It, it just, that's just crazy to me. It is. It is crazy. And things, it, it's, been, it's been an amazing journey. We talked a lot about it last week, so we're not going to go right. into all the, you know, you know, recounting everything in the past. Although, can I just say that yesterday I had the greatest gift that you could have to, it, it, for me personally to celebrate four years in podcasting. And I want to say thank you to Andy Traub mm-hmm. for making one of my dreams come possible, you know, become a reality. Right. Um, exactly. And so today, I hope, I'm hoping that there'll be some time today to, to put it in. But uh, yesterday, on the fourth anniversary of GSPN, I interviewed Dan Miller, from 40, the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. I interviewed him and had a conversation with him for a full hour yesterday, and it was amazing. It was a lot of fun, and not to mention the fact that you know I, he's looking forward to setting up an appointment with me to talk to me about you know just you know my thoughts on how this social media stuff has worked and and getting my side of the story. So that is uh, <laughs> that is really awesome. So it was a, yeah, it, it's it was amazing a, for for those who follow a lot outside of you know I, I don't think we talk about. Dan Miller very much here on Family from the Heart, but you guys don't understand this. This guy in my mind, you know, you have those people you look and you think, man, this is a hero right mm-hmm. here, and it's somebody who's been a huge inspiration for me. And I spoke out in a podcast saying one day and pursuing a balanced life. It's like there are two people, there are two dreams that I have. One dream is to interview and have a conversation with Dan Miller, and for him to like quote unquote know that I exist and that I am an example of what he talks about in right. all of his stuff. And number two, for Leo Laporte to invite me to come on to one of his this weekend or his Twit podcasts. Right. 
And so that those are the two heroes that I have. And uh, it, you, you talk about and a way to sell. You fulfilled one of them. I fulfilled one yeah. of them. And I and I again I thank Andy Traub for for that. And Andy's just been a real blessing. Can I just say he's the co-host of our uh, Business Tech Weekly podcast, and Andy's really been responsible for a lot of the connections that I've made to a, quite a few significant people that have, uh, you know, that are going to turn into being uh, some very great. Um, relationships moving forward financially in my business right. for podcast consulting. So, Andy, you, you've been a tremendous blessing, and I thank God for bringing you our way. So, absolutely. And of course, we thank you to everybody else out there that's been subscribed. And he's and, been a great comedic relief too. Yeah, for you. <laughs> so, did you want to say share anything else? We have we um, have some feedback from Fred uh, from no, Long Island. I think go ahead and go ahead and. Share Fred's, and I, I think we're done. And um, Troy's asking in the chat room, um, who are Steph's heroes? And honestly, I don't know. I don't question. know if I can answer that right now without like giving it some serious thought. We still need to find out what Steph's main passion in life hey, is. is Stephanie, uh, Fred from Long Island. I was just listening to Family from the Heart number 75, which at this point I believe was about a month and a half ago or so, uh, maybe longer. But uh, you were talking about being overprotective parents, and you started actually the episode talking about uh, Stephanie's schedule and how uh, Stephanie had asked Cliff to come in and help uh, plan a daily schedule and and how the the morning routine gets kind of crazy and the workout, uh, you know, kind of plays into that. And that exactly mirrors my life uh, right now. I mean, I'm, I'm in the car right now heading to work, fortunately uh, pretty much on time, but it is a very rare thing for me to do, uh, and it drives my wife crazy. My wife is the kind of person who wants to be, you know, on time or early to everything, and my dad was that way too, and I kind of think that um, maybe I'm, you know, this is some sort of a rebellion thing that I've, I've developed over the years because my dad was always the guy waiting in the car for everybody to get in. Um, so anyway, that, that, I, I appreciate your struggle, Stephanie, and I hope, uh, you've, you've, um, been improving on that over the past couple months. Uh, now, as far as the other part goes, being overprotective parents, uh, here's the story of, of my wife and me. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Montreal, and, uh, well, when I was a kid, you know, until I was a teenager, and, um. My parents pretty much let us go, you know, any, anywhere we wanted. I mean, you know, it wasn't like we could hop a train and go to the city, but uh, anywhere in the neighborhood, you know, see any of our friends, go play in the woods, cliff. I did some of those things you talked about. Uh, we like to set fires and things, not to Woo-hoo. burn down the woods, but, you know, just anything we could burn, kind of fires. And uh, so I hung out with some kids for a while who were not the best influence. That was part of my problem. And then... Uh, you know, I had sort of a big accident uh, involving those kids, and that kind of pulled me away from that group. But um, I also like to ride my bike to the library, you know, which was a decent distance away when you're a kid, and along some busy roads and things. And um, there was this path through the woods and kind of across train tracks and a busy road that we could take to get to our school if we wanted to, and, and sometimes if we missed the bus, you know, we would take that that route. Um, so, now contrast this with my wife, 
who, you know, her mom was one of those moms who didn't let her kind of go off the block, you know, on her bike and always uh, visited friends, you know, right, right around the same corner and things. And she grew up in the neighborhood where we live right now on Long Island. Uh, so I know exactly what her situation was. And, you know, it's kind of funny to me, but uh, that's, that's the two extremes, I guess. And, um, you know, the funny thing was the first time that her mom let, uh, I forget which one of them it was, her or one of her siblings off the block, you know, there was a, a minor little incident with a car and got bumped or whatever. And, you know, so that, that kind of reinforced uh, what, what her mom was thinking, that, you know, we need to make sure they're safe and all that. So and eventually she did let her off the block. So that's, that's the story there. But uh, thank you for sharing that. And I, that's something that we all continue to struggle with as parents. Uh, at this point, um, with our kids, you know, we are pretty much the, uh, we want to know where you are at all times and constantly supervise kind of thing. Our daughter's 15 now, so, yeah, she goes off with her friends. Mostly, though, under the supervision of other parents or on rare occasions, you know, she'll go uh, somewhere with her friends and, and uh, hang out, but uh, still, still not nearly as often as we used to. But okay, getting through rambling now, so I'll let you go, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Fred, thank you very much uh, for your feedback. I'm so, th- I, you know, it's fun when people listen to episodes and they're, you know, they're three months behind. So, Fred, when you get this in uh, April of 2010, <laughs> we just want to say Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And I'm sure my, my schedule is completely different now than it was at episode 75 and that it will be completely different. It, it's ever changing. I think that is the one thing that um, I'm accepting. Right. I learned it a long time ago, right. but I'm accepting it now. It's yeah. ever changing. And uh, anyway, thank you for sharing the story about how overprotective some parents can be and and sharing just a little bit about yourself. We enjoy hearing from our community. And of course, if anybody else wants to call in, uh, we encourage you to do that. You can always give us a call on our uh, voicemail hotline. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The phone number is 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Is something wrong, Steph? You looked at me funny. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. Just thank you again to Mardell.com. Use promo code GSPN. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll be back next week, actually, for the New Year's Eve celebration. Hope Not next week, two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Next week is Christmas, oh. so we'll be back in two weeks. Exactly. Cliff's going to hopefully have some more sleep before our next uh, live show. Not a chance. <laughs> you don't think so? Ah, crazy. Not a chance. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Stephanie, I love you. You look amazing. Thanks. And uh, that was a nice skip in the audio. Nice skip. Yeah. 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 I need a new computer. No, you don't. Yeah, I do, actually. Not a okay. want or a need? It's a good question. Is it a want or a need? I think it's eventually going to be a need. Like, I want a Rice Krispie treat. Yeah. Really bad. And um, Richard reminds me, size six. Size like, six. You know what? My belly doesn't care right now. <laughs> yeah. So, luckily for me, I shouldn't be back in Florence today. Although, and, if I find so, myself back in Florence, yeah. And see, and just I'm think, in folks, danger. she's further along in control than I am. So, what's that got to tell you? <laughs> no. Okay, I would be lacking control if I made a trip to Florence for a rice krispie. There is a restaurant in Florence. Um, Noodles and Company have the best 
pre-made Rice Krispie treats that you can buy. And um, so if I made a trip to Florence specifically for the Rice Krispie treat, that would be a lack of control. Right. But if I happen to be out there and stop and get one. Yes. And make it last like two days. That's not lack of control. You're absolutely correct. That's all things in moderation. Or at least that's how I'm going to convince myself that it's okay to have it. (laughs) Anyway, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye, everybody. Where's my music? Oh, there it is.